Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Um, I love all podcasting, um, but there is like sometimes this little special magic in the air when I feel like I invite a guest on and I know it's going to be a very important conversation. I am eager to have it, but I don't know what it's about. And I feel like that's sort of what we're headed into with today's guest. Um, As soon as I found uh, David's work, I was just awed and inspired and felt like home in some way. And I'm sure that is how many people find uh, feel when they find um, your work. So today's guest is um, David Hayward. And you can find David the way I found David. I'm sure there are many ways which you are welcome to introduce us to on Instagram as Naked Pastor. Um, highly recommend a follow, which you're going to be eager to jump toward after this conversation, I'm sure. But David, why don't you um, introduce yourself to this podcast, this audience on this day in whatever way feels right. And then like, let's just see where the conversation goes. <laughs> okay. Well, hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me on your show and hello to all your listeners. So yeah, you made me sound like a kinder surprise. You don't know what you're going to get, but I'm not dangerous. I don't think. So um, the, uh, I call myself naked pastor because I used to be in the ministry and I served yeah. as a pastor, minister, whatever you want to call it, uh, the church for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a blog in 2005 called Naked Pastor because I wanted to really write honestly and vulnerably and transparently about the ministry and what it was like to be a pastor. So that's what the naked means. It just means me being raw and real yeah, and honest, yeah. uh, no adornments, um, no pretension. And um, I, did, I eventually developed cartooning as a, a means of, I've been an artist all my life as far as I can remember, but mm-hmm. I, in about 2006, I started cartooning as a way to convey my ideas and that's when my blog started taking off and started getting me in trouble <laughs> to the point where in about 2000, in 2010, I had to leave the ministry. Mm. And um, I decided then to see if I could make Naked Pastor a full-time gig. Mm. And so far it's worked out. So I've yeah. been, I've been out of the pulpit now for 12 years and mm-hmm. out of the church, but um, um, having fun doing what I do. Yeah. Some people suggest I'm still kind of like a pastor, but online. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll leave that up to you to decide, but uh, you know, I'm I'm just I'm continuing to write and speak and um, do videos and do my art and do my cartooning as a way to um, express myself and to encourage the independence and freedom of everybody out there. Yeah. Oh, thank you for being here. Um, what does that even mean? Leave the ministry, like. Yeah. leave the organized structure of the church like do you feel like you've left god or you just left this this um 
structure of it. Like, what does that mean when you say? Well, some people ministry? might say God left me. In fact, um, that was what some people were saying yeah. uh, towards the end when I was uh, decided I, I, I finally needed to leave the, the church and the, and the organized official um, paid position as pastor. When they you know, said God left you. Yeah, they, they said, God, you know, God's lifted his hand. I'm no longer anointed. I've lost my call, whatever. Wow. Um, but, um, you know, I had an atheist friend once tell me either God is everywhere and everything or God is nowhere and not, nothing. Yeah. So, but to me, they're both sides of the same coin. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, but you're right. Like I, I, I basically merged into a new way of helping people. That's all. Yeah. Pastors could be helping people. Um, yeah. And I am interested in helping people progress from point A to point B in their spiritual journeys. So that really hasn't changed, has it? It's just that I don't have, I don't have a boss anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> crazy. I'm, I'm really free, uh, and I'm in, I'm enjoying um, helping people wherever they're at in their spiritual journeys to um, assume their own independence, self-determining mm -hmm. autonomy uh, in their spiritual lives. And yeah. I always encourage people take the wheel. It's yeah. your turn to drive uh, your own spiritual life to mm -hmm. become the captain of your own ship, the master of your own destiny. Mm -hmm. And um, that, and I really, I really do speak about that a lot. That's what I fight for, for people. Yeah. And because I, I fought for it for myself and achieved it. And I know what it feels like. It's wonderful. And I want the others to feel the same way. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to that point in your journey. Um, uh -huh probably started stirring up before 2010. But here's mm -hmm. what I think. I think a lot of people who, um, most people who listen to this show have had abortions. Um, many are in the work of supporting people who have abortions. Right. Um, I think abortion is a time when a lot of people question their faith. They mm -hmm. question the faith that was fed to them i for i am not of the church of any kind so forgive me if i use any language that's offensive in any oh, way no. but no, i no. i say fed to them because that's what it looks like from my perspective so people start questioning the beliefs they were raised with people start questioning like um you know, did God send me this pregnancy? Is God helping me choose not to keep this pregnancy? Like, how does God fit or not fit in abortion? And now maybe like this unplanned pregnancy is complicated and messy. And I know abortion is the right choice, but my church says it's not. So now because I'm like feeling all this so personally and questioning all this so personally, I can't help but question the rest of the church. Like, so mm -hmm. I think it's just a time that a lot of people are really faced with like a very personal question of their relationship with God and the institution of mm -hmm. whatever religion they're in that, you know, mm -hmm. usually if in there, they're in this place, it's one that does not support abortion as a choice. Right. So, so like, yeah, we, we grow up we grow up in homes and in our churches or temples or synagogues or, you know, um, wherever we, we grow up in, in our schools. Uh, um, and for much of our lives, we basically assume 
that everything's okay, that the people in charge know what they're doing. And, yes. you know, we, we just sort of uh, naively, um, blindly, uh, and immaturely just sort of go with the flow until we become teenagers or adolescents mm -hmm. or whatever. And we start questioning, although I was a late bloomer, I really didn't <laughs> start really questioning things until I was a young adult, but um, I was a very good boy. But uh, the, you know, we, we start questioning things and, and challenging um, mm -hmm. the status quo and authority. And, and eventually many people now uh, who do suddenly get awakened um, that, wait, not everything's right. Something's wrong. I'm, I'm not free. I don't feel free. I've been going with the flow. I've been a good person. I've been um, compliant, obedient, submissive. Now, all of a sudden, I, I don't feel free. I feel trapped. And it could be anything from I'm not allowed to have a glass of wine to I'm not allowed to have an abortion. You know, it can be yeah, anything totally in, in between those two extremes. But uh, at some point, we wake up to realize that if I want to live free and independent and make my own choices, it's going to cost me. Like, mm. that's always the deal. That's always yeah. the fork in the road where you can comply um, and enjoy a relative peace, or you can start um, making your own choices and suffer uh, the rejection or the ridicule or whatever you're going to have to face when you do make your own choices that not everybody's happy with. Yeah. Oh, okay. So living free is going to cost me. What do we do mm -hmm. once we see that? And we, what do we do once we start questioning What's like the steps for someone who is just starting to see something's not right. Mm -hmm. I need to find my own belief. I need to find my own faith, or maybe I need to get out of here and stop believing any of it. Like, mm -hmm. do you remember what you did when now it's like really intertwined for you as a pastor in the ministry? Like, right ordained and anointed and all those fancy words you use <laughs> yeah but yeah. like what does the average person do when they start questioning do you remember what you did well for me it was um i yeah i was it started for me when i graduated from seminary and um you know that was a long time ago i was a, a young man and uh you know, I, I, I could have, like some say, this is all nonsense and walked away or saying, wait a minute, up to this point, it's all made sense. Now, all of a sudden, I'm questioning things. Maybe I should wait until I have some clarity before I make a decision. Mm -hmm. That's one of my rules in life uh. is that don't make a decision when you're confused. Wait till mm -hmm. there's some clarity. And, um, and it took about 30 years. <laughs> But that but <laughs> to that, get the hey, clarity, <laughs> I, I navigated my way through ministry. I never felt like a uh, an imposter. I never felt like I was lying. I, I just learned how to integrate all the parts of my life. Um, like I wouldn't be who I am now unless I was who I was then. And uh, there, nothing's wasted. So I, mm -hmm. I eventually got to that point where it all came together. It all integrated, and I knew. Um, um, in order for me to live totally free, I need to get out of this job and this institution. 
And, and so for me, it was like a gradual glacial melt. It mm -hmm. took a long time. For others, mm -hmm. it's like a sudden explosion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever way you do it is it's your way. And, you know, you can decide to take it in steps like I did. Mm -hmm. Or you can decide to just chuck it all all at once. You know, it, it's your choice whether to take your arm off with a butter knife or with a an axe. You know what I'm saying? It's that kind of yeah. It's that yeah. kind of uh, different ways of doing things. I chose to um, take it slow because I was trying to figure all this out without rejecting everything. Like that's that's always a choice. Either you accept everything, whole hog, hook, line, and sinker, or you reject everything. Mm -hmm. And I think I didn't want to make either of those decisions. I didn't want to choose either of those. And yeah. so I, I waited until everything integrated and came together for me. And uh, that, you know, that was 2009 and 10 when that happened. But um, and and so you, you know, the way you do it is your way. Mm -hmm. Your independence starts now, mm -hmm. not when you decide, okay, now I'm independent. Your independence starts now. Your freedom is now. Now you just need to figure out how to make it manifest in your own personal life, right? Okay, I have a question for you because I know my listeners pretty well after 150 episodes. Oh, wow. Um, wow. <laughs> when, so you said these amazing words don't make a decision confused, look for clarity. And mm -hmm. one thing we struggle with in the abortion conversation is we don't have time. Many yeah. of us do make decisions confused and clarity is really hard to access when the world is like screaming at you from a million different directions right. and you're nauseous and your belly is growing and right. So, yeah. um, but I don't believe that anything has gone wrong. It's okay that we made those decisions confused. It's okay that we didn't have full clarity. Um, what are your thoughts for those listeners who are like, well, shit, I did make a decision confused. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. Like, yeah. um, it, it is different when there's a gun to your head, metaphorically speaking, that's, yeah. that's really true. Yeah. And I've, and I've been in situations where, um, you know, there's a time clock kicking and uh, you have to make a decision quick, but it's the same process. Yes. It's the same yes. process. It's just, it's just uh, uh, boiled down. Yeah. You know, one, one of the biggest things I, I struggled with was I grew up in a, in a home and in a culture where I had to surrender my will. I, I, I wasn't really allowed to have a will of my own. Yeah. I, I lived in a, a very domineering kind of a household and then uh -huh. um i grew up in a religion that was kind of you know not my will but thine be done oh lord kind of thing yeah. where you know you surrender your will one of the hardest questions well actually probably the hardest questions for me to answer was what do you want yes oh okay like every listener want? i have so my and listeners so, are all like ah <laughs> yeah so uh and i have a lot of uh friends uh, people very close to me who've had abortions and it really boiled down to that moment of asking themselves the questions, what do I want? Like, really, uh, yeah. can I swear for a second? Oh, yeah. All the okay. Swear. All the Fuck swear. everybody else. Yeah. What do I want? Yeah. Right now. Like, if nobody else cared and nothing was an issue, what do I want right now? Yeah. I need an abortion. Yeah. 
I want an abortion right now. And then you got to figure out all the, Mm -hmm. all the entanglements, but that it's boiled down to that moment where what do you want? It's Mm -hmm. your choice. Mm -hmm. It's time to make it. And if you can get yourself free of all those entanglements, the expectations of others, your dreams, the dreams of others, the the theology, the philosophy, the, you know, all that stuff, the judgment, the fear. Um, If you can get, you know, you you kind of like taking a crash course in independence and freedom, making your own choice. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it might begin as confusion, but the, all the people I talked to, um, uh, they, they had to make that final decision. I, yeah. I want this because yeah. I need this. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of listeners to a lot of people who come to, so my, my work, I invited you on, um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you, you know, my work very well. I was like, please come on my podcast and talk to me. <laughs> and you so graciously said yes um but my work is really in that middle place of like it's not the hardcore (laughs) obviously not the well I hope obviously not the hardcore pro-life anti-abortion stance and also not the like really extreme pro-choice pro-abortion stance it's like all the things this is just this big place in the middle where it's not easy but a lot of times it's right and it there comes Mm -hmm. with feelings and like there's just so much middle ground that we all sit in. Mm-hmm. And I, when you said like, um, what do you want? And like freeing yourself from the entanglements. A lot of people come to me because they chose abortion because it was what someone else wanted. Oh, and mm-hmm. they surrendered. They surrendered the want that they had by choosing abortion. Now, this is not my story at all. Like I wanted to not have that baby. (laughs) Like for me, I was like, I want an abortion and the stigma and the judgment, that's the messy stuff I need to untangle. And then other people made their decision for people pleasing or lack of resources. Or I think, I think the work that I do and the skill that you have is like, no matter what your past is, you can still find clarity. You can still like declutter the confusion. You can still free yourself of entanglements. Mm -hmm. It's just another opportunity to decide again. Okay, now that happened, what do I want? Now, what do I want? Yeah, well, for many, you know, I'm not a woman and I will never experience that. Um, yeah, you know, trauma. Um, I have some people very close to me, some women very close to me who've gone through it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of the same way with um, some women I know who have uh, gotten a divorce, for example. Yes, that's a good example. Yeah, they, they, uh, they, they build up inside nobody knows the pain and suffering they're going through and they're building up inside until suddenly they explode and they say to their husband i want a divorce yeah and then you know they clean up the mess after that yeah yeah. others say they want a divorce they're open about it but it takes years for them to actually get it done because they they 
they work it through externally. So it's kind of like with some some women I know who've um, gotten an abortion. Um, some of them have it figured out before they actually had the procedure, and then some they they've had to work it out afterwards. Yes, exactly. You know, so there there's different yeah. ways of responding to trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some people can build up a preparation for it uh, and then, you know, heal. And some people have to do it and then heal afterwards, you know, um, work it through afterwards. Yeah. So there's some people maybe listening now who had clarity and felt independent enough to make their choice before. And some people are maybe years later are now just com becoming comfortable with the decision they made. Yeah. Yeah. And then others have to um, reconcile the uh, the fact that they um, listened to somebody else uh, and and felt the pressure to do what they wanted rather than what they wanted. And yeah. you know, so many of us have done that in so many different situations in our lives. And becoming independent is recognizing that and realizing that, hey, I won't let that happen to me again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like all so different and all the same. It's like whether yeah. I have been surrendering my will to the church or to a partner or to like, it's like the awakening can happen anytime and there's no wrong way. And I can choose to start living a life where I make independent choices and mm -hmm. I... I become free. Like it literally doesn't matter if you've had five abortions already, if you're going to have one in your future, if you've been deeply devoted to the church, like mm -hmm. you can always do the work of freeing mm -hmm. yourself. No matter yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, this next month, I'm going to be talking a lot about freedom because <coughs> to me, that's the, I think the core engine of what drives me is my own personal freedom and i i want others to experience the same thing or or live the same thing yeah and um we we i think we need to recognize that we're already free mm. often it's we're afraid of the consequences of living free oh interesting and um yeah. We're afraid of the rejection or the ridicule or the financial difficulties mm -hmm. or, the, you know, the danger or some, and some of those fears are rational. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but um, often if we can recognize I'm not actually trapped, mm. I'm actually free. I'm just afraid of what might happen if I actually live free, yeah. then you can start ticking things off and, and managing how you respond to whatever. So I personally believe I am always free when I'm feeling trapped. I look around and see, okay, what am I, I'm a, what am I afraid of? And some of the fears could be legitimate. Some might not. Okay. Um, and, and it's same with uh, women facing, um, you know, difficult childbearing or, you know, a, a choice of whether or not to have an abortion or a divorce or whatever. Uh, it's, are you trapped or are you afraid of the consequences of your choices? Yeah. Your food choice. Oh, so and I think once you've got that clear in your mind, it becomes easier. Then you know what to do. Oh, that's so good. 
I love it. Oh, I, I'm excited to follow your work coming up. Um, so for, like, if I could give an example, like yeah, a, a woman who is feeling trapped in a, an abusive relationship, yeah. marriage. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, she feels trapped. I've talked with many women who feel that way and they are in an abusive relationship. And what do you want? Well, you know, I should stay. The church says I should stay or, you know, whatever. And maybe I'll give him another chance or he keeps begging me to stay, whatever. Or does she realize um, I'm actually free? I have a choice to make. <laughs> now, of course, she, she needs to be safe. Yeah. Um, and make sure that she doesn't endanger her life or the life of her kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she needs to set up, you know, have a bag packed somewhere, have a place to go somewhere, have another phone ready, have some cash, whatever. Yeah. But then she she can that she realizes, okay, I'm free. I just need to figure out a way to yeah. get to that point of it manifesting in my life. And she starts just starts ticking things off so that yeah. she can actually one day actually say, okay, I'm free and now I'm going to live it and I'm ready for the consequences. And it's the same with when you're facing uh, an abortion. Um, you know, I, uh, I helped a young woman through that process where she realized, okay, I am afraid of what's going to happen to me if I do get this and what's going to happen with my family, my church, my, with God, you know, yeah. the life, you know, all the, all this stuff. I helped her work it all through. to the point where she said, okay, I can do this and I'm ready. I'm ready for the rejection, the ridicule. And, and of course, half of what she was afraid of didn't happen. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have chills. So, so good. So <laughs> good. Um, I'm feeling called just because I have you here to ask you a question about religion. Are you open to that? I never talk about religion. Of course <laughs> I talk about religion. <laughs> what do you think? Where do you think the, like, not like the institution of religion and church and like all of mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. where do you think it's gonna go next like wow that's a big question yeah i know question, though. i know so here's my here's my theory the more um well okay first of all a lot of people think i'm against religion i'm against church i'm against i'm not yeah, I don't I, get that. So I just want it. I, I just want it to function in a healthy manner. That's all. So I'm constantly yeah. challenging it to live up to its <clears throat> purpose. Yeah. And its mission. It's here to serve us. We're not here to serve it. Okay. That's my religion and the church is here to serve us. Yes. I'm not here to serve it. Mm -hmm. So if we can get that right, you know, I, until we do, I'm not going to shut up. So on the other hand, um, what I think we're seeing in the world today is the more we progress and grow so that we're more and more inclusive um, of, uh, you know, LGBTQ, um, minorities, refugees, mm -hmm. the poor, et cetera, et cetera. The more um, progressive we become, <clears throat> the more reaction is going to come from the far right mm -hmm. <clears throat> so excuse me i got a tickle in my throat yeah it's fine so i think that's why the 
the right, the far right, all yeah. right, whatever you want to call it, religious fanatics is getting louder and louder and louder. It's becomes, we're becoming more and more progressive. Yeah. It's all, they always react. It's always a reaction to progress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so I think as we do see more and more progress and I'm, I'm just hoping that we do continue to progress uh, that the the reaction is going to get louder and louder and more and more ridiculous as well mm -hmm. so that what we're seeing in say for example um in the united states yeah i'm in canada but in the united states we're Look seeing at you no there's <laughs> an attempt uh, to you know to progress yeah but the alt right the right is getting louder and louder and louder and more crazy so that it's becoming almost handmaid's tale well wow. actually in many ways it is uh, you know, handmade sale. Um, um, so, do you, do you think that it actually gets louder and smaller? It's like less people just being louder. So it feels big, but it's actually smaller. I don't know. Those two words came well, that yeah, like came to that's mind. That's a good like, question. It does yeah. seem really loud. And um, here I am, a Canadian, talking about American <coughs> issues. Although my wife is American, she's from Alabama. Mm. But um, we have the same dangers in Canada, too, as, as well as around the world, where the alt-right is uh, trying hard to make noise and make, uh, make us go backward in time. Uh, we see that let's, let's, uh, those who are on the right um, and who are reactionary, one of their key strategies is voter suppression, because yeah. uh, they they don't have enough votes to stay in power or to get power yeah so voter suppression is one of their strategies mm -hmm. because they know if more and more because we in the states i think isn't it something like 74 percent of people think women should be allowed to have safe access to abortions or access to safe abortions yeah i think it um, is unfortunately i think it's more like 64 percent, but still okay. it is the majority <laughs> it's the majority but uh, through voter suppression and, mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing, um, it doesn't mm -hmm. show up in the policies of the land. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. But yeah. the, the I louder, guess for me, it's just a, it's like also yeah. a good reminder that louder doesn't mean bigger. Like mm. louder doesn't mean bigger. It just means louder. And yeah. so we can be the bigger group and use yeah. our power, even if it's not like that craziness. Yeah. 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 I read something today and I like, this is not a statistic. Don't go out and quote me. Um, Cause I think the statistics are very hard to find, but that 60% um, of people who have abortions here in the U S are white. And so that statistic is really hard to find because we know that um, a big piece of this is, is racial oppression and just like racism and the mm -hmm. desire for more white babies. <laughs> oh, I know. No, but I, that I, is, I, it's yeah. a hard statistic to find, but just today I saw somewhere that it is about 60%. And so if we can get all those white yeah, babies out seems... there. It, from looking from north, up north, looking down, it looks mm -hmm. like uh, there really is a program on to get more and more white babies 
that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And there are social critics that are that are saying that's the case. And they've even, you know, got quotes uh, yeah. from, you know, oh, I wish I could remember the name of the book that was written some years ago um, about uh, by by Republicans saying that uh, they're expressing their concern in the diminishing numbers of uh, whites in the U.S. and that by a certain period of time, uh, white will be uh, the minority and people of color will be in the majority. So that would concern exactly for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. ugly. Okay, so let's come back to the listener who yeah. is has had an abortion, is considering an abortion or multiple, and um. And they're starting to question their faith. How do you like, do you have a tip or a closing remarks on um, staying connected with God spirit while making that transition? Does that question make sense? So <laughs> now I, in my many, many years of being a pastor, mm -hmm. I've learned something really, really important mm. that it doesn't matter if you believe God forgives you. Mm. If you can't forgive yourself, you'll never be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying if you've had an abortion, you need to forgive yourself, but if you feel you need to forgive people. yourself, <laughs> you need to forgive yourself. Yeah. You really do need to forgive you. I personally feel that if you've had an abortion, you do not need there's nothing to forgive. Yes. And in fact, I, I, I kind of radical when I say this, but true love and compassion doesn't require forgiveness. Yeah. Um, it, love just loves, and, and you know that if you really, really do love someone, let's say even a child of yours, and they've done something wrong, forgiveness it's not a, it doesn't come into the picture. You just love them anyway, because love just loves, love mm -hmm. just loves. Yeah. And we all need to get to that place in our, in our own lives where we just, we just love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we make mistakes or if we do something that other people don't like, or we do something that we're not sure about, or we have to go through something like an abortion and it causes trauma and, you know, we're, we're confused about it all. Love covers that stuff. So it doesn't matter how loving and forgiving your God is. Mm -hmm. You need to get to that point where you love yourself. Yeah. And, and um, even, even to the point where you say, I don't care what anybody else thinks or says, I love myself and I'm okay. That's, that's what I would say to, yeah. to your listeners that's out there. That's your focus. That's yep. the place to go always. Yep. And that's it to me. Um, I never thought I would land in this field of abortion work. Um, <laughs> to me, it is just such a raw and in many ways, beautiful opportunity to everything gets shuffled up. And when we can find that relationship with ourselves again, when we can mm -hmm. use it as an opportunity to love ourselves, um, 
unconditionally, our whole life changes. Like it's not about it. Like my work is about abortion, but it's not about abortion. Cause when you do right. that work of finding that love for yourself, like everything changes your whole life. Yeah. changes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like just loving yourself, having grace for yourself, mm -hmm. um, understanding yourself and uh, just providing space for yourself is the healthiest thing you can do. And here's the interesting thing too, for those who believe in God, the people who forgive themselves, strangely enough, God forgives them too. When you work the other way, God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. Then what, what's the point? Nothing matters. Nothing matters. <laughs> you forgive yourself. Forgive yourself or just yeah. love yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. The forgiveness doesn't need to happen after that. Once you love yourself yeah. and um, just providing space for yourself and having that kind of confidence and um, independence and autonomy. Uh, that's what it's, it's really about. So when I, it took me, a, it took me years, actually, uh, when I, when I left the ministry, I was very confused. And um, somebody I, a spiritual mentor of mine says, well, David, what do you want? And I couldn't answer the question. Yeah. It took me years to figure out what I wanted. And it was okay to want something. And it was okay to go for it and make it happen. And um, just to love myself as I am. It, it's huge. Mm -hmm. And all women out there um, need to do the same thing. And it's it's a beautiful thing so that you can endure these kinds of traumatic um, moments in your life. Yeah. Period. It's so yeah. easy when you don't know what you want to just follow someone else's want. Yeah. You know, and that's so, how we've been trained. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have a um, series in my abortion way back. Like I said, I'm you know, past 150 now, and it's like somewhere in like 25 or something called honor your abortion. And I think the biggest, most important piece of it that we, that we come to at some point in the journey is honoring your desires. It's just mm -hmm. like, if you don't know what you want, like everything's harder, everything's mm -hmm. harder. And just believing that what you want matters. Yeah. 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 No like, matter what um, the church says, no matter what the abusive partner says, no matter what the, like yeah. what you want matters. And that, it, that's how you love you, yourself is honoring what you want, figuring it out and honoring it. The, the women I know who know what they want and go for it are, um, they get criticized a lot because yeah, we're, you're, you know, you not only have your home, which is usually yeah. patriarchal. Yeah. Um, you have schools, which are patriarchal. You have the church, which is patriarchal. You have society, which is patriarchal and seems to be trying to becoming more so. <clears throat> when a woman yeah. decides, I know what I want and I'm going to go for it, it's it's radical. It, as I was just going to say, it's a radical, radical act of resistance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it is how we break down all those systems you've just talked about like that. To me, that's, that's right. like how we smash the patriarchy and, and all the other shit that we're facing is like, yeah. yeah. Oh, my that's goodness. Right. We could talk forever, but this has been amazing. Is there anything you haven't said that you want to make sure to say in closing? And Well, I just came out with a new book. Just Yay. came out with a new book. Perfect. That's what the other day. Flip <laughs> it like this. It's my um, 125 best of cartoons. And I've been cartooning for 17 years. 
over 4,000 cartoons. I had to boil them down to 125. So it's just released now. It's on Amazon, Barnes and uh, Noble, books, wherever books are So flip it like this. It's 19.99. I'd love it if you'd go out and buy it or order it. So. Oh, that is amazing. Um, that and what I, I don't have the book, but I imagine it's an amazing conversation. It's, it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Leave it on your coffee table. <laughs> Bring it to the party. Parents. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. All right. Well, thank you, David. Um, Anytime. I I will go buy your book and um and and I'm excited to add this conversation to the to the archive. Yeah. Yeah. Thank it, you. It, it uh, I felt like I'm talking to a friend. So if ever you want to have me back, just invite me. I'll be here. Thank you so much. You're All right. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.